0: Hello, and welcome to Created For Podcast. My name is Chriselle and I thank you for taking the time out to listen. Y'all, we are just going to get right into it. I titled this episode, Who is True? Who is True? Uh, you already know in the description box, I will have the information of where um, you can listen to this podcast on. Make sure you search for created four, and that is the number four. And if you have any questions or comments, you can leave them on anchor.fm. Again, put in created four, and there is a spot there, and you could leave um, some questions or comments or what have you. And I will make sure that I will um, return that. Uh, thank you for taking the time out to hear this. And like I said, let's go so i have been reading from first john and it's just what is it three three uh verses here in chapter five that i'm just going to truly focus on and um hope that we are aware more of our sin and how it relates to our relationship with God and in 1st John chapter 5 starting at verse 18 it says we know that everyone who has been born of God does not keep on sinning but he who was born of God protects him and the evil one does not touch him we know that we are from God and the whole world lies in the power of the evil one And we know that the son of God has come and has given us understanding so that we may know him who is true. And we are in him who is true in his son, Jesus Christ. He is the true God and eternal life. Little children, keep yourselves from idol. Who is true? Jesus Christ, the only son of God is true. Now, let's break this down a little bit. Starting in verse 18, it says, We know that everyone who has been born of God does not keep on sinning. It's talking about not practicing a lifestyle of sinning, not being intentional in sinning when you know you're doing wrong. Uh, Then that becomes a trespass where you're constantly crossing the line you know is wrong and you do it anyway. And then when you continue that path, then it turns into a transgression because now you don't even care if it's right or wrong. You're still sinning. And if you go back a couple chapters in chapter three, and I want to say starting in verse nine, it says that we are not to be practicing sinning. Keep going on. Now, we all sin, but it's for us to be aware to not want to continue sinning, not in when you have a perfect relationship with Jesus Christ, and when I say perfect, I mean all of that coming from Jesus, okay, not us, I'm talking about God being so perfect, why would you want to fall away so easily, God is so true, and so good, and so faithful, why keep on the path that you know, contradictory to the word of God. You know that God has a righteous plan over your life. You know that the will of God is the salvation of your soul so you can live a life of sanctification, be separate from all the evilness in the world. And so it further on talks about that. It says, but he who was born of god protects him god protects us and the evil one does not touch him in the world we god has allowed satan to rule this world and we see evidence of that all around but jesus christ protects us In Galatians um, 1, I want to say verse 4, and I'm going to be looking at that actually um, to make sure I am giving you the correct, of course, because we are about the true word of God and not just making up stuff. Yes, it is uh, Galatians 1 and verse 4 where it says, Who gave himself? Who is this talking about? This is talking about if you look at verse three, the Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins to deliver us from the present evil age, according to the will of God and our father. So God is the one Jesus Christ is the one who gave his life. He surrendered. He submitted. He knew that he was the only way for us to have eternal life. God gave himself for us to protect us from the evil one. And that goes in correlation because know that the word of God does not contradict itself. It's not a lie. It all meshes together so perfectly. And that is what the word of God is doing right here when we go back. Back to 1 John 5, where it says, But he, us who is born of God, God protects us from the evil one, and he already did it. He already did it 2,000 plus years ago. He already gave himself for us. To protect us from the evil one. Because we know that the world lies in the power of the evil one. They are easily persuaded and walking in darkness following idolatry, adultery, uh, fornication, homosexuality, uh, lying and cheating and trying to obtain prestige and murdering and raping and... We see all of it all around us. Unfortunately, we see it in our communities. We see it in homes where there is physical abuse, where there is child abuse, where there is sex trafficking, where there is uh, kids killing parents, parents killing kids. Uh, the home divided. The churches are not Uh, abiding under the power and yielding themselves to the power of the word of God. So they are tickling many people's emotions and making people believe that they don't have enough faith or they have so much faith that they could do exactly what Jesus did. And Jesus already did it all. We ought to be walking in faith, believing, believing that God is able to do exceedingly and abundantly. God has all power. And it's not within us because we are wretched, we are disobedient, we are slanderers, we are adulterers, we are always subjective by feelings and emotions that we are high one day and low the next, and God is consistent. So we need to take all our thoughts, all our whole body, our whole spirit, our whole soul, and yield it. Yield it, lay it down, trust God, obey God. That is how we are able to overcome. Not because we are able to do it. Not because we could pick ourselves up out of the ditch. God is able. When you believe, when you trust in God in this way, God moves. God changes situations. And it's not always the way we may have hoped it to be. But God will do what he says do according to his word. And it will be by our measure of faith and how much we trust it, how much we know that God is the only way. He is the truth and he is the life. We are living in an evil present age right now. We are living in these last days where people are lovers of themselves and we have to constantly be reminded constantly study the word of God and be in prayer and in, uh, in order to stay stay in line with the word of God so in verse 20 it says and we know that the son of God has come and has given us understanding so we are not believers who lack understanding nor should we continue in a path to lack Capacity to understand what is happening and understanding what the word of God is trying to teach us as we commit to God. God is trying to teach us his will. And in order to do that, we must know this very thing. So that we may know him who is true and we are in him who is true in his son, Jesus Christ. He is the true God and eternal life. Who is true? Jesus Christ is true that we may know that he is the true God. He is reality. He is fact. There is no lie in him. He doesn't have to repent. He doesn't have to change his mind. It's already he has foreknowledge. He already knows what's going down the line here. We always want to feel good and be on this high. And think that the suffering isn't for our good that um, what has been challenging us and frustrating us isn't for our good that whole process is to mature you and grow you to be reliant and depend only on God when life comes at you hard and smacks you in the face and if you live long enough you know exactly what I'm saying you've been hurt you've been deceived You've been lied on. You may have been cheated. There may have been so many things that have made you question and doubt who you are in God. And I'm not talking about who you are in yourself. We must die to that type of mantra that's going on, that you have the power, you have the key to open up doors and do all this kind of stuff. You are this and you are that and affirmations that promotes flesh, that promotes you. You need to decrease and lift up God. That's the problem. We constantly feel we have lordship. We constantly believe our perfection And and what we think is perfection is good enough that we are able to conquer all battles and be victorious without the hand of God. So when trials come and it's a heavy weight, we blame God. We turn from him and we take it upon ourselves to try to fix things. God has plans for you. And when I say that, I'm not saying you're going to be without the trial and the struggle. I'm saying he has plans for you even in those things. However he sees fit to accomplish his word in your life, allow it to be so knowing that he is the true God. He is the way. And he has given you eternal life. Nothing that you are going through right now compares. Compares even slightly. And I'm not saying that it's not hard. Believe me, I know hard. I know difficult. I know pain. But compared to the glory of God, which is going to be revealed in us. As we continue on and not give up and not turn our backs on God and not hope in our mom and or our dad to help us out of this mess, our husband to help us out of this mess, more money will help us out of our mess, when you still have this mindset that it's going to get better just because of material things. You're totally missing the mark. The glory of God is greater, is greater. It can't even compare. I know you're sick and I know you're tired, but baby, hold on. Because the glory of God, which is going to be revealed, those times of refreshing that God is going to do when we take off this mortality and put on immortality where there is no more pain and suffering and crying and disease, that type of eternal uh, blessings in the presence of a holy God does not compare. Does not compare. So the pain God understands and knows he has felt that he is not a God, that he doesn't understand what you're feeling because he's been there. But even in his understanding and his sympathy towards us, he he knows is going to purge you, mature you, grow you, sustain you into the knowledge. Into to the power of only God. Only God can keep you. Only God can teach you the righteous path. I heard a teacher say this, and I love this. Very simple, but very true, about the difference with that narrow road compared to that broad road where many are choosing to go down. But that narrow road, what we try to do is widen, that narrow road when he said that I said that's so true because we we try to act like we're applying the word of God to our lives and what we're trying to do is rearrange it and change it add to it and take away things we don't understand or don't like and try to form our own teaching and walk in that but you already distorted you already perverted the word of God which is sinful because we're trying to make God conform to us instead of us transforming our lives according to the word of God. The word of God is already sufficient. The word of God is already truth. So there's nothing we need to add. The revelations of God is already set forth. It's already done. It's sealed. The Holy Spirit is supposed to be indwelling us so we can bear fruits worthy of repentance, so we can live this life according to the glory of God. So when pride and fear and all these things come in and we're trying to search the scripture to try to widen that narrow road that we, so less of us are traveling down, because we want the word of God to please us. We want the word of God to be right for our situation instead of thinking I need to be renewed in my mind according to the word of God so this thing will not feel like it has more power or be more true than who God is. It's allowed in my life so I, I can be renewed and restored into what God is saying about this situation. This situation may not be removed. It may stay put. I might have to suffer a while, but after you suffer a while, you will be established in the Word of God, able to discern and see the difference of what God is truly saying and what the situation is. And having it in your mind and heart to know that I don't care how long or how hard this is going to be for me. I want God's word to rule in my life to be so true, true, excuse me, that I, God will handle it according to his will, according to the riches of his glory. And however the turnout needs to be, As long as it's his will, then let it be what it needs to be. As long as I'm agreeing with God, God is according to your will. It's hard on me. You're a yoke destroyer, and you have allowed this to teach me something. Teach me your will and teach me your way because you are true. You are the eternal God. I wasn't promised a life without the pain. There's going to be a guaranteed pain. But in it, I want to still be obedient so it don't cater to how I want the outcome to be. But whatever your will is, whatever your will is, which is your salvation which is your sanctification, your holiness. God is not looking out purely in the the realm of you just being happy. Everything just going as you would like it to be. And that's how you worship because it's going so good. He's not concerned about that. Beloved, let's grow up and, and move forward in this. God is worried more. Will not worried. <laughs> Forgive me for saying that he's not worried. He has more concern over your um, sanctification, over your holiness, you living a life worthy of the calling in Christ Jesus. So it's not easy, but holiness is right. Modesty is right. Being renewed in your mind. According to the word of God is right. Praying without ceasing is right. Trusting and obeying the word of God is right. So that requires you. And I'm saying it like this because I need you to understand. It requires you to say yes to God. And not make it all about you. Well, I don't like this this don't feel good having your little t- uh tantrum and never coming to the full knowledge of what God has for you you your growth is stunted because you're more concerned about your well-being in the situation instead of God maturing you in that situation so you could be a light for others so they understand They don't have to be overcome by that. They don't have to be dead in it. They could survive because God is still faithful. Even in the midst of you dealing with it, God is able to get glory. It's about Him getting the glory. Others are able to pursue this. Conquer it. Or live it. And it will be with God Emmanuel, God with us, being with us during this whole, the whole situation, the whole time. You're not alone and you're not abandoned. But it would behoove me to not be honest to say that it's just an easygoing type thing, this Christian life. It's really not. It's not easy. But is it worth it? Absolutely. Life in Christ means freedom. And whom the Son set free is free. Just because it's hard don't mean it's, it's, you're not free. You're free in Christ to have all these things teach you, admonish you, warn you, grow you, purge you, perfect you. All these things is worth it instead of living a life not honoring and not obeying truth. And then you are enslaved to sin and then you're just really, truly just being just like the world, which is pleasing themselves. And all of this kind of thing is just so temporary and you're just heaping upon yourself, not freedom, just satisfying your flesh. And that's all you're doing. You're never going to be satisfied. You're never really going to be happy, even even though you're enjoying it in the moment, but it's not going to give you complete satisfaction. You're going to have to give account for all of this eventually. And it's time out. God is the true. Who is true? Jesus Christ is true. And I love how it ends... Um, this in first John 5 and verse 21 where it says little children keep yourselves from idols It's so funny how it talks about don't continue a lifestyle of practice and sin and then it talks about who is true and is saying that Jesus Christ is true that he protects us from the evil one and Jesus Christ like we read in Galatians 1: 4 gave himself up for us to pro- to die for us to protect us from the evil one and save us from the evil one. And then it says, little children, keep yourselves from idols. And it just ends it like that. It, it goes somewhere else in a different direction, but it's really flowing just exactly how the word of God needs to. It's not really in there, just out the blue. There's a reason why God is saying this. Oftentimes, the the real heavy weight of sin and idolatry is that what it's really conveying is, is that God is true, but then there is a part of us that would rather worship something else because we're not wholeheartedly believing in the trueness. And the the faithfulness and the love and the power and all these things of God. God has it already. And the flesh still is not satisfied and wants more. And so then we fall into these lies that thinking, well, God is kind of true. He has true parts. He has... uh, he has laid his life down, but I still feel like I need more than that. And so, idolatry comes in where we rather have another backup plan, like something else to satisfy us. So, in verse 21, it's saying, Little children, keep yourselves from idols. It is your decision, God has given you free will. To make this decision of deciding who truly is all true. Not in part, but who is all true. And it's important for you to understand that you need to keep yourself. Keep yourself. Remind yourself, know. Know the true essence of who God is. And you're either all in or you're not. And God desires for us to be all in you know God wants us to be committed you know in relationship trustworthy you know about our word about the business of of the kingdom he wants that but he's letting you know keep yourself make the decision constantly to know that he is the true God, that he gives eternal life, that he is the source and the strength of your life. And God, there is joy forevermore at his right hand, his pleasures. There's all these things that makes God the all-sufficient God. And it's important that we make have the mindset to keep ourselves from idols, from worshiping other things, worshiping self, worshiping money, worshiping family, worshiping people's opinions, worshiping uh, politics, worshiping uh, animals, you know, whatever. Worshiping other things and we're making it a priority and something greater than who God is. Women of God, keep yourselves from idols. Have the mindset to know that God is the way, the truth, and the life. There is no other means. Everything that I need is all in Him. Keep yourselves. What are you created for? You are created to know that God is true, He is truth, and He gives eternal life. So keep yourselves. From everything else that's trying to take away take away your commitment, take away your adoration, take away you know relationship, give it all to God in true worship because those of us who worship God must worship in spirit and in truth, so keep yourselves from everything else. It's all going to fail, it's all going to fade away. God is the only one who will ever remain, be steadfast and immovable in him, no matter what, and you will obtain your eternal inheritance, and that's found alone in Christ Jesus. Beloved, I thank you for listening to this episode. I pray it finds you well. And even if you're not at this very moment, it will all turn out well as you remain faithful to God. Take care of yourself and better yet, let's take care of each other. God bless.